Welcome back to In My Feels. I'm JRE. And I'm Emily. We are starting slash continuing a really cool series of roundtables, similar to panels that you might see at your favorite conference like KCON. We have range of guests like journalists like Tamara Herman, songwriters and producers like London Noise, live events coordinators from My Music Taste and Winnie from KCON, and some choreographers as well. These roundtables are a chance for you all to hear from these people who work behind the scenes on the different things that they go through daily for their jobs in relation to K-pop or the Korean music industry, as well as advice on how to possibly get to where they are as well um, within the same industry. So today we resume with the Korean perspective of YouTube and the ups and downs they have to go through, whether they reside in Korea or not. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear, or for you guys to hear um, what they have to say, because YouTube has a different um, st- uh, stigma here mm. in Korea compared True. to in the U.S., um, but you'll hear that in the interview. But we're really happy to have Grazy Grace back as a guest, um, who we had on about a month ago. She obviously talked a lot about the paranormal stuff that she talks about oh, on right. um, her one of her channels. Um, but now she's here to talk about her channel just as her channels as a whole and how she, you know, has gotten to where she is. Um, we also have Subini, AKA Christine. Um, she is formerly an idol who does a lot of sit downs for her little segment, idol insider, as well as some vlogs on her shoe game and just regular life living here in Seoul. And then we have Danny from DKDK TV back as well as a guest to talk about how he's trying out new segments for his and David's channel. Correct. Hope y'all enjoy. But before we like, you know, move on, we have another giveaway only for premium members and it's an EXO light stick. So XOLs, in order to enter this giveaway and to get this light stick, you must be a premium member of In My Feels. Now, in order to do that, just download the Himalaya app, follow In My Feels, click the little yellow button that says become a member. It's only $4.99 per month. Use the promo code capital H, lowercase i, dash, lowercase m, capital P, capital P, capital E, lowercase b, and get 30 days free if you want. We will announce the winner next week. Is that correct? Yes, we shall. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. We will announce the winner next week. Really excited. Uh, XOLs to have you guys enter this giveaway. Most of all, thank you guys for supporting In My Feels. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, before Whoa. we continue. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> we have, um, so just make sure if you guys aren't already doing it, um, make sure to follow in my feels on all the platforms that Very we're true. on. We are on YouTube. All of these roundtables will be available publicly for everybody to see, um, because it is educational and informative and we definitely want to make them, you know, available for everyone. Um, you can also watch the roundtables, um, on our YouTube channel and my feels podcast on YouTube, as well as the past interviews that we've done on um, the video portions of them, as well as the extra content. We also have a Tumblr now, and the Tumblr is pretty much just giving you guys updates on everything that has been going on, as well as, you know, reposting some stuff in relation to our guests. And then we have our Instagram, In My Feels Podcast, and we also have our Twitter, In My Feels Pod. So make sure to follow us on all of those things. It will be uh, constantly updated to keep you guys um notified on what's going on within my fields and so yeah um that's it now we can start the 
episode interview with yeah <laughs> yes we are so i want to introduce them real quick so we are very lucky and happy to have some of the very popular ones danny of dkdk tv hello hello, hello. and christine or subini and uh we will also have gracie gray joining us later but right now we have danny and christine here for so sure. thank you guys for joining us um Wow, Both some big guys. names. I know, right? So many yeah. big names. All thanks to Dre, obviously. You're the godfather. Yeah, exactly. He really is. <laughs> Too old now. Dre, do you do you claim that name? Uh, people just say it. I don't. I don't. I don't say anything to be honest. <laughs> people just say things. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just nod. But all of you, both of you, have very different YouTube channels um, and brands that many can learn from. Um, so starting off with. The brand side of things going into your YouTube channel did you have a brand in mind or an idea of where you wanted to end up like where you are today when you started your channel um for me when I first started YouTube I really didn't have a necessary brand that I thought of initially when I was starting um originally I was wanting to do like sharing music um like playlists mm. and stuff i'm pretty sure mm. i told dre about this yeah, you when have, I was first actually. starting youtube <laughs> which is totally different from what i'm doing now but i think um for me i just tried out a lot of different things and um i am where i am now so yeah i think that's basically me okay so the idle thought of it wasn't even like your idea at first for me, it was actually a lot of my friends' idea because they actually saw a lot of the things I was going through when I was an idol and they wanted me to kind of share that. And for me, being a previous idol, I was kind of scared to open up because just of the cultural, you know, differences in the entertainment kind of policies that we had. So I was very scared, but I think my friends and people around me really gave me that push to kind of talk about it. And then as Dope. soon as I started op uploading things, a lot of the people were really engaged in just the whole K-pop culture and just everything that I was talking about. So mm -hmm. I think it kind of just worked out everything in the end. Yeah. Shout out to all the friends that told me to start. <laughs> yes. Friends are the best support system. All right. What about you, Danny? Uh, well... When we were just going in, uh, when we were starting out, we didn't really have a brand image per se. You guys were just reacting, minds. kind of. Yeah, and, and we majored in, I guess, some parts of video production mm -hmm. uh, in school. Mm -hmm. So so it was like a natural thing for us to try this thing out. But once we got the ball rolling, um, say like three or four months in, when we thought like, 10,000 subscribers, that's a big number. Mm. That's all we thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is I mean, a big number. It is Honestly, a big number. It is. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very yeah. difficult. Uh, so when we got to 10,000 subscribers, I think that's when we started to kind of picture and think of a brand. And actually at that time, um, we were very obsessed with, well, at least I was, very obsessed with uh, 88 Rising. Anyway, we wanted to be like, okay, that's what I want to be. Like that, that mm. was the thought in our minds was like, oh, okay. I want to be eventually a platform where artists ask us to be mm. on the channel and super dope. they pay us <laughs> to <laughs> be interviewed by us. That's, that's the system that we wanted going. Yeah. But then um, I think that was the initial image that we were going for and the brand, but it kind of diverted, I guess, as mm -hmm. we learned the realities of the K-pop industry and also mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, 
you know, um, just the, the limits, I guess, mm-hmm. of our good abilities. <laughs> mm. What kind of limits did you find? Uh, well, first of all, the K-pop industry is not as big as people think. Mm. <laughs> it's like oh, very few companies, very few artists have the ability to actually like pay something, mm-hmm. an actual like feasible amount of money to, mm-hmm. to be interviewed by you. And that amount is not that great. It's, it's like a very, there's a very small portion of people that will, that are willing to pay for interviews. Okay. So yeah. like that entire system of, you know, okay, we'll be the channel that you guys come on to promote yourselves. It's, it's not, it's a very small market. Mm. That's what we realized. Um, yeah. So you can't be too famous because if you're too famous, you don't need to come on our channel. Okay. But you can't be too small because then you don't have any money. Right. <laughs> so, right. So that sweet spot is very, very slim. Yeah, I've dealt with that too. For me being paid to interview or do a collab, I think it only happened like a very few times. Wow. And it was like, right. it was for me, it was super last minute too. It was like, oh, this amount. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, that was my my experience. So it's like a, not as a lucrative market as people think. Mm. See, I didn't think they were paying at all to go on channels. Like, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like media exposure and like. There's some. No, like Dingo, they they pay a lot of money. Dingo is the most. Oh, so they market. wait. They pay to have. I didn't know that. I thought it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. they do. Reverse. And oh. it's it's pretty big amounts of money, like tens of thousands. Wow. But Dingo's yeah. a company, so. Dingo's yeah. a company. They're not DKDK. Yeah, They're not just one person. <laughs> they ain't, they ain't, They're not they some ain't. random ass Korean dudes. No, no it's true. <laughs> that's the thing about like YouTube. I think it's going a different way. Mm. Yeah. I could get into another topic like that where it's just YouTube's catering to like more companies than actual the creator. Oh, yeah. That's a whole topic on its own. And that does that affect the algorithm that you guys, you know, have to deal with or no? Like how they're breaking you all apart in terms of creator or network for sure favoritism yeah okay. yeah i think i'm a little different because i don't necessarily have like a straight on interview i'll just kind of call over my friends and then i'll just be like hey you know no. let's eat and then i'll ask them like oh sorry i'll just ask them a couple questions and stuff mm-hmm. so wow you finessed your friends Ooh, <laughs> you know you know <laughs> you know i think i try to take a more <laughs> natural approach to it but mm. yeah i think that's just my way of going with it if they're down to you know hang out because i feel like a lot of people like that aspect too of having things somewhat more just like natural in a mm-hmm. way too so maybe that's just the way i go with my direction but yeah this usually is the best way but i feel like it takes the longest way instead of like mm-hmm. contract company thing like we're doing this we understand each other but mm-hmm. yeah natural natural way is usually pretty good too yeah mm-hmm. All right, so what is the best way to venture into new territories that are not usually your voice or your brand? That's like, you know, that's off-brand. Have you done that before? Or tried to? For me, I have tried to do things that are off-branded. For me, mm-hmm. I was never really into, like, beauty or anything, but I realized that, you know, a lot of the K-culture has beauty in it, too, mm-hmm. especially for being, like, you know, a female on YouTube. And I realized a lot of people are like, oh, what's your skincare routine? And I was like... I didn't start to tell my skincare routine, but okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be open with it. So I think that for me, it was a little bit hard to kind of um, try out different things, but 
I was open to the idea and I think that uh, as long as you're not afraid to kind of open out and be open about it um, that's just a good way to start too yeah do you find that there's any when you like I've seen you do like the you know winter hauls or like you know these Mm -hmm. pair of Jordans I got here like do you find any pushback when you do like you know things like that that are off-brand from like what people are normally you know or what catches the most amount of views on your channel uh that is a constant struggle that i am currently having on my mm-hmm. channel is because th- there are things that i like to film and there are things that the audience wants mm-hmm. so for me i personally like to film like videos of fashion videos or like hauls and um i realize that people who come to my channel are wanting things about k-pop so I try to kind of intertwine those two, like a K, like K-pop, I don't know, um, yeah. haul, mm. which is the best way I can get, you know, what I want to deliver and then what the audience wants as well. Yeah. And and Danny, I feel like you've been sort of leaning in more of what, you know, your voice has been over the years from, you know, DKDKTV and you guys having these, you know, sometimes maybe controversial opinions. And now you have your own segment called You're Not Gonna Like you're not going to like me or you're not going to like this sort of thing. Um, oh, that's probably going to end soon. Why? Because <laughs> it's not getting views. See, that's the thing. Like, okay. uh, we, we do a lot of experimentation. We're, we're not really ever afraid of trying new stuff, new series and new uh, content. That's not the typical things we do. But at the same time, uh, when it doesn't do well, we are very quick to end it. Mm. To end it, right? You don't even give it a push? No, uh, I mean, mm. I, we try like maybe like four or five videos, okay. Okay. you know, yeah. weekly maybe. Okay. Uh, but the sense. thing is, like, I think the great thing about YouTube is you can be very agile. And you like you talked about, you know, how bigger companies are favored over smaller creators. And I think, you know, one of the co- pros of being a individual, like a small creator, is that you can move fast, like you can change yeah. up your content very fast. Not a lot of mm-hmm. people are going to care about it, you know, so you can be very agile. You can start up new, you know, series or new content mm. just like that as soon as you get the idea. And then once it does well, you can continue it. Once it doesn't do well, then, you know, you can just end it like that. Mm. No one's going to care. So mm. so I think that's the one, one of the things that we have been pretty good at is just trying mm. a lot of different things and then seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, like for example, we're right now kind of transitioning into a lot of K drama content, okay. okay? Because we've been trying that, and that seems to have an audience oh, that we did course. not expect. So. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. N- it doesn't seem to be a lot of K drama like YouTubers or whatever. Right, it's it's because right. it gets copyrighted, right? Like immediately. If- yeah, we so we can't use the footage there, but we just talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about what about new territories like different platforms? Have you ever tried different platforms? Or? Yes, we have, but uh, I haven't found much success on different platforms, honestly. I think, and I think the, the thing is, um, if you want to try out different platforms, you have to really study that platform and True. Uh, cater your content your time. towards it, right? And mm. we can't be just like expecting the same type of content to be, you know good on instagram as well as on youtube it just Mm. doesn't work that way and Mm. it takes a lot of effort to uh re re uh what do you call it uh reformat Mm. and stuff like that so it's it's not just simple as we upload and see what happens 
Um, for me, I feel like my YouTube is very sit-down, and it's sometimes hard to kind of see my actual personality, so for me, I did try to venture off into doing TikTok and be more just kind of yeah, um, right. open and um, just kind of showing a different side of me because I feel like sometimes through YouTube, you could show your personality, but the type of content that I was necessarily doing was like kind of sit down type of content so for me i just kind of try to have fun with it like either that's on like instagram live or like tiktok i try to kind of engage in a different way than i do on youtube i was thinking about it and dre you can answer this question too when you have Mm -hmm. like you guys are going through different um like phases of things that you think you might that might work as a series and let's say it doesn't work and like how you know people will curate their instagram feed to look a certain way do you ever go back and think about it like for your youtube like you know i want my youtube i don't want these videos from like six or you know maybe even a year ago to be up there you know because it doesn't fit with what i want my like brand or aesthetic to be even though you might have worked really hard on it not really organized. I mean, <laughs> that's what's called just random every day. My oh, Instagram right. is not aesthetically pleasing. My YouTube <laughs> right. is just a mess. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's my brand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just, like just do whatever. <laughs> I think for me, originally, my Instagram wasn't really, like, aesthetic. But I feel like the people around me, I've everyone's like, you gotta care uh, about your Instagram. And I'm like... Sense oh no and then they're teaching me all these like editing apps and they're like you can't do your thumbnails that way it has to look like this and i was like okay um i get it i'm I'm still learning but i feel like yeah i feel like i'm trying to follow along it helps yeah what about you danny there are definitely videos that i want to delete same (laughs) (laughs) i'm just See, the reason why I'm not deleting them is because I'm afraid that it'll hurt the algorithm. That's the only reason. Honestly. If you delete videos, it hurts an al- the algorithm? I don't know. Like the See, the algorithm is like freaking... Changing all the time. <laughs> it's changing it all the time. No one knows what it is. No one, no one tells you. So everybody's scared that they'll as- upset the algorithm. It's like, right. uh, so I think everybody's scared that whatever mm. they do, it'll hurt their algorithm. So we, we just tend not to like mess with what's not okay. broken. Yeah. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mm. With creating your brand and voice, um, you know, sometimes you can play on the safer side and, you know, not say anything negative about a group or about yourself or you know your past um and sometimes it's better for even for business and views to be controversial and more revealing in your case sometimes uh christine um Mm -hmm. what do you feel about that like is it better to be controversial is it better to be more revealing or is it you know for your personal like mental health of not revealing too much like what what makes the most sense for you I think I'm half and half on that. I don't make a video to put down somebody, but mm. I will be open about it and be truthful, but also respecting whatever I'm talking about, especially if it was like a person or like a group or either mm. that's my company. I do try to still be respectful, but say things that I felt um, personally. And I think that for me, uh, I don't necessarily try to like put it down, but I do mm. think that sometimes the titles or like just the type of content it might be might mm. be very um, like exposing or like, you know, that mm. type of vibe. But I mean, I think that I try to kind of find a balance to it and not be like overly negative about it because I'm not just making the videos to 
be negative. I want to kind of inform people on okay. certain matters of K-pop as well. So okay. I think that's just how to find a good balance. Have you found that like some of your friends or, you know, you know or idol friends currently or formerly idol, idol friends like have come to you mm-hmm. and been like, hey, like, why are you putting this out there? Or like, hey, like, thanks for putting this mm-hmm. out there. Um, yeah, a lot of my friends were like, oh my god, it felt so good for you to mm-hmm. kind of be saying that because I totally feel you and they can't speak out on those type of matters. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a company now, so I am able to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my friends are also worried because they feel like um, sometimes I might be just saying things that are too exposing. Like, Because to be honest, I feel like a lot of things are kept in secret um and some people think that it should be that way some people think that it should be exposed so i think that Mm. people who think that it should be that way um, might find my videos to be too revealing but Mm. um i think that for the most majority part a lot of my friends as well um like that i come forward with it i i think i think we're we're never really like controversial for the sake of being controversial Mm. Like, yeah, we don't really decide on, okay, I'm gonna, like, stir up some shit. But we do know when we're, like, filming, like, okay, this is gonna stir up some shit. But we're never going Mm -hmm. with with the intention of, like, I wanna stir up some shit. It's it's more like it's just the nature of, you know, us being us. And I I think, you know, um, you can either take, you know, being controversial route or the other, being safe. But the important thing is, I think, you you have to be... uh, consistent with your personality as that's i think the Hmm. biggest uh factor so if you want to be controversial that's fine um but you have to continue on with your beliefs and why why is it better to be consistent because if you change up you're hypocritical right you're hypocritical (laughs) and also if people have initially uh subscribed to you because you're controversial then that's what Uh, they like you for even if don't try to please everybody i think that's the most important thing like you're never going to please everybody so just think of the people that view you as the people that really matter to you and i think the rest of the people like even if they hate you um if you chose to be controversial then Mm -hmm. you know you're you are what you are don't try to be like oh well sorry i'm sorry Mm. Like that. Uh, we have this YouTuber. What's her name? Shirley'sa. Uh, what's what's? She's very controversial. Oh, oh she does oh, yeah, expose yeah, videos, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she actually called us out too. But I think I, I totally that, yeah. respect her uh, because I I used to hate her <laughs> <laughs> because she called us out for being a cult or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, she, <laughs> which is not true, by the way. But 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 I totally respect her for her being her she's okay yeah a, a very consistent character you know what i mean like you know when, when you're clicking on a shirley's mo video you know what you're getting into right yeah, I know just what you like mean, when yeah. you know when you click a jre video he's going to be doing some body rolls you know? yeah, right exactly so being consistent with your character is the most important <laughs> he's thing consistent with that character i think either way being controversial or non-controversial i've seen both sides where both youtubers are either or been successful mm, yeah. so you can choose yeah. either or if you want mm. um but yes controversy does get views anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically production slash skit versus being first aka quality versus quantity mm. um which do you prefer i mean it's a age-old question of youtube which do you prefer to try 
Uh, I I mean I've said it before, of course. Uh, I think in the beginning I was very uh quantity being first. Then over time I just started becoming let's make it more quality with edits. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like let me just take my time on this because. Mm. Just because, because I mm-hmm. feel like it'll ple- it'll make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about it's more about me, yeah. Yeah, I went through a different phase. So in, in the beginning of YouTube, I I was quantity over quality, and then at a certain point, like year one, two, three, I was way more quality over quantity, and then um, now I I don't care. Oh, <laughs> I, like, my like, so I only care to a certain <laughs> point. So like. The, you know the law of diminishing returns right so like if you spend a lot of time on quality yes the video will get better but there comes a point where the time you spend isn't going to give you the returns um in oh, an effective sure. manner where you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. using your time spe- efficiently like you know this one little i don't know 0.5 seconds of a certain cut not being perfect is not going to affect the number of people watching your videos or liking them so i i used to be really you know obsessed with every single detail of my video mm-hmm. and you know i used to spend a lot of time fine-tuning stuff but then i came to realize like that shit doesn't matter <laughs> on youtube mm-hmm. people aren't looking for perfect videos they're looking True. for fun videos <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh i realized okay that's that's not an effective way to use my time so i kind of let things go a lot now and mm-hmm. Just focus on what is this video trying to say and what am I trying to show? And if that's okay, then I don't care about the any, any uh, details. Um, for me, I would say uh, quality. Well, I don't, I usually just op- upload once or twice a week. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say okay. I necessarily really care on the quantity part. But for me, I would rather wish it becomes the opposite from actually like quality to quantity where I could actually produce stuff more naturally because i feel like a lot of my stuff are very sit down where i kind of engage with my um, subscribers and we're talking about a certain topic but i feel like i wish i could kind of venture out into doing a lot more different things where i could just upload um frequently as well so Mm. i think i'm kind of like the opposite but i still am um, wanting to put out more quality content than the quantity for now yeah i mean you can always find a balance but that's the hard yeah, part. Yeah, I know. Too. I'm trying to find a balance. I don't think anyone's really. Unless, I don't know. Depends. Unless you have a whole yeah. editing team. If I had a whole editing team, I would just be like filming yeah, like a bunch of stuff. For sure. Exactly. We were just able to get like an editor for the video part of our podcast and it made mm-hmm. everything so much so much yes. easier. Dre, I don't know how you've done, you've done it without an editor for like <laughs> this long. I, I like yeah. editing, but. This comes to a point where I couldn't just edit this podcast, so I'm like, we need to hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I do not like editing that. Ah, much okay. So, all right, but wait, Christine, what other content do you or do you, would you like to come out with? Oh, I am actually thinking about maybe opening a different channel for okay. uh, just Korean content. So, like mm. me speaking in Korean. Mm. Because I realized, I was thinking about doing it on the same channel, but I thought that it would get a little bit too messy because um, the people who are following me now are 
almost 95% overseas. So I don't mm. have a following base in Korea, although I'm located in Korea. So um, that is another big challenge for me, which is kind of wanting to grow a base here as well, since I am located here. Mm. So I'm, I'm planning on kind of venturing out to, you know, doing videos that are spoken in Korean and also um, different things that people here might like as well. In terms of being a YouTuber in Korea, um, I think David once told me, like, the reason why he's getting a degree is because his mother doesn't think that, you know, YouTube well, is a, a is, boy, yeah, yeah is, a, is a legitimate <laughs> career. Um, and it's almost like looked down upon, not because it's like, oh, this isn't like a real career path, but it's almost like people who do YouTube there are like, Weird. Weird. Yes. Like they do odd things on YouTube, not how yeah. you would assume it to be. Like, is that does that still I mean, hold true? Yeah, I I think like it's not like a people think YouTubers make a lot of money. Okay. So th there's a difference in that, but oh. they still think like YouTubers are cancer in society. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh. Is that bad? Literally. Every single week, some YouTuber does some terrible shit and gets exposed. Uh, and honestly, like that's not a, a fair way to, you know, generalize uh, the entire YouTube community. But at the same time, like this is a new me new form of media, and people are getting exposed to this bad news. And and uh, like all media, like like TV stations, uh, newspapers, they hate YouTube because they're getting their audience uh, taken away from them. So they really like it when this shit happens they they love to expose this shit mm -hmm. <laughs> so it gets really big you know like uh, blown out of proportion so a lot of bad news from youtube on, on youtubers and i think that's really giving uh youtube a terrible rep i feel like christine you don't feel the same yeah yeah i think that for me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've been actually seeing a lot there's a lot of people doing youtube in korea more than you guys can imagine yeah. like so mm. many people i feel like every time i'm meeting up with either that's my korean korean friends or korean american friends they want to start youtube because i feel like trends in korea change so fast but there was a time around like, I don't know, a couple months ago, I would say like eight, nine months where everybody was doing YouTube and it was to a point where it became so saturated, which I think is the reason why there are people making contents that are kind of like, you know, like controversial or bad or like it's seeing in a bad light because there's so much content that there's also going to be bad content as well. But I think that a lot of people mm. in Korea are doing YouTube and um, that's good, but I feel like it's a very saturated market. It just started to like within this year, I think it's kind of dying down now, but a lot of people have been, you know, venturing out. Either that's companies or like single YouTubers, people who do two-time jobs, everyone's mm. trying to get on the grind. So. Like when people say I'm going to do YouTube, like I'm going to yeah. become a YouTuber, very rarely do they actually become a youtuber like like they it's like a hobby it, it's mm -hmm. like it's like saying oh i'm gonna be an instagram model and then posting like two pictures of myself shirtless and that's it like that's not an instagram mm. model. you're you posted two pictures of yourself shirtless that, yeah. so so like what a lot of people are doing when they say they do youtube is they post like two or three videos that mm -hmm. they share with their friends and then that's gonna be it so I think we got to think of YouTube as this 
Instagram like platform uh, with more steps, I guess. Is there like a YouTube Korea in Korea like a spokesperson for like that everybody thinks of? Uh, like you know, like in America, there's like the big time YouTubers that everybody thinks of, and PewDiePie? the UK, yeah, like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, but but like the YouTube, because I, that I that kind of attracts the people. Like oh, you could be like PewDiePie, or you could be like so and so. You could yeah. be like that. Definitely, there's people like Pony. Yeah, like okay, Pony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but right. like makeup, or like you know, like Hot Pop. He tries different things, like experimental things, and I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's so crazy! I want to try doing yeah. things too," and then you know, maybe venture out to that. But uh, Christine, yeah. are your majority of your viewers are international, like outside of Korea? Correct. Yes, they are. Okay. Correct. Is there a certain you know? way that you plan on curating obviously besides you know speaking in korean for your potential new channel like uh content wise you know that would differentiate from what you would do on your current channel right now i yes uh i kind of want to do things that are a little bit less kind of like in uh like less script not scripted but like i want it to be more organic and free Mm -hmm. so i kind of want to like I know we're in Corona right now, but I wanted to kind of like go out and like, you know, do different things where I could film. Uh, I like shoes, so I kind of wanted to like go out and film people and be like, oh, like what shoes are you wearing? Like, let me tell you about it. And like, you know, kind of showing what people in Korea wear or like Mm kind of wanted to um, just be a little bit more free because I feel like in my channel right now, I'm a little bit just just sit down. Yeah, sit downs and stuff. So I don't want it to vlog and it, just be me and have that channel really flourish into just you know showing me mm. as a person. Okay. Yeah. How far in advance are you both planning out your content for like the month or is it like the week or is it kind of like um, we used to do monthly, but then that never really uh, we never really stuck to, to that schedule because <laughs> things change all the time. So we yeah. do weekly. We just plan a week ahead, yeah. Okay. What about yeah, you, Yeah, for me too. I do um, weekly as well. Okay. Dre, how do you plan normally? Like... <laughs> no, just go with the flow. You just go with the flow. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I work my ass off and sometimes mm. I have, like, just boring days. Mm. So, yeah. Just random every day. I literally made it <laughs> so I don't have a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> not beholden to anybody like, what a anything. good name it is a good I love name. that though it works out I mean some days I just freaking work my ass off and then other days I'm like I don't know what to do I'm just gonna chill mm. so I have I no feel, schedule I feel like Dre one thing you do really uh, well mm. is or I've, I've you said that you don't do is you don't like to do interviews on your channel like you like to do more fun mm. things and Christine yeah. you were saying you like to do you know more sit down conversational things obviously with your friends mm-hmm. and then Danny you guys sometimes have like uh, guests on but it's normally Mix just you guys um, do you prefer interviews like like this or do you prefer like obviously you guys already said like more conversational things but I like interviews. I, I think our dynamic between just the two of us is kind of getting old now oh. <laughs> with me and David. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not shitting on him. Like, I'm just saying, like, mm. you've seen the same two people, like, in, in 600 videos. It's, it's mm. boring now. That's why we're hiring. Uh, we actually hired uh, two new people 
uh, nice. to wow. be on our videos now. Um, so wow. our 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 uh, our future is that we appear in less videos and new people appear more in. Mm, makes videos. sense. Oh, that's speaking of though, it reminds me of how the government sponsors YouTube in a way. Oh, yeah. Y'all's studio is completely free and you guys have like all the equipment and stuff like that, right? Yes. Uh, it's okay. all free. Mm. Wow. It's like an official program under government, so oh, you can apply okay. to it. The government has this program where they inc it's like an incubator program for startups. But uh. but startups being YouTubers. So they provide like facilities, cameras, studio space for free. It's all for free. It's um, beautiful. No strings attached. So we've been okay. part of that program since its beginning. It's great. What? Do you have and to just be Korean? And it's helped us greatly. Sorry? You just have to be Korean, right? No, you don't have to be Korean, actually. Oh. You, uh, there's a lot of non-Korean people there, too. Wow, that's crazy. And how long has it that is. been around? Uh, three years. Oh wow! So that was one of the reasons why I thought of this as a legitimate career is because we have very little cost going out with, you know, equipment yeah. and, you know, studio space being free. Okay. So yeah. all we have to do is improve ourselves. There's, that doesn't exist in the U.S., does it? Mm. Kind, nice. kind of. It does. Yeah, they have oh, a YouTube, YouTube studio. Yeah. Right. But oh, it just yeah. you're on a list and you're a waiting list because there's so many yeah. freaking YouTubers in the U.S. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going back to the interviews or not, should it feel natural? I mean, we kind of little mm. went on over this a little bit, but I want them to cry. Actually, uh, that's that's my Jesus. Uh, so I have a lot of guests on my radio show, and okay. every single interview I try to make them cry, in a good way, in a good way. Like them, so I, I prepare like this special fan message that I gather <laughs> from like voice voicemail from fans, wow. and then I cut them up and like edit them so that. You know, it's like under two minutes and then I present to them and like they they almost always cry. And that makes me feel like, wow, that makes me feel like, OK, I've done a good interview. I've wow. made this person's day. So that that's what <laughs> I want. Like, I don't want some. What's your next album about? Oh, True. it's about love. Like that. I don't want that bullshit. I want some human element to it. Hey. And and I want them to come out of that interview feeling like, OK, I crying. I've. I've learned like this is not just like a promotion thing. It, I it made me feel good. I want that. Okay. But it's difficult with a lot of interviews to have that element yeah. because companies Still. will be so restrictive with what you do. So like in a sense, I do want new people and I, I want like guests to come on our channel. But when they're only there to promote themselves and mm. Ah, you know, they don't allow us any freedom mm -hmm. then i have very little interest in doing that interview so which is why we we used to do a lot of interviews with k-pop idols uh like a year or two back mm -hmm. uh but then we kind of stopped really doing them and caring about them because we realized that they don't give a shit and neither does the company and I don't, I don't blame them because they do interviews mm. all the time. So it's obviously they don't give a shit or just another YouTube channel for them. Mm. But like that made me kind of like not really want to do it anymore. It's it's, okay. it's very, uh, yeah, it's very one sided. Hmm. What about you, Christine? I think for me, I haven't really interviewed people that I don't know. So I think that for me, it just happens to come out in a natural way. But 
in the future, if I were to interview somebody that I wouldn't know, I would want it to be in more of a carefree matter. Either yeah. that we're like, you know, vlogging and doing something or like we're out eating and then like we can kind of just ask questions here and there um, is the direction that I would want to go into, yeah. I guess, if I were to film an interview. Because um, I feel like they have to feel comfortable for them for to sure. be able to, um, you know, talk about certain things too. So mm. no, yeah. that makes sense. Like in my past collapse, I had I felt like it was more better to be make them at least comfortable. Mm. And mm-hmm. I choose like more natural because the interview. I l- kind of just like let's have let's like do something fun instead. Because mm. yeah, I knew exactly. my me myself. I know my in, in interviewing is not my strong suit, so I knew that even though I, I still try. I was like, nah, let's just have fun, relax, calm down. And hopefully they express themselves differently. Like, you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. they get to, the audience gets to see kind of like a different mm-hmm. side or like, a, you know, of their personality as well. So I think that's, that that kind of works out. But I think that's also like on me too. Like it's, it's not solely <laughs> their fault. Like I'm, I, I guess... They don't want to open up to me. I guess that, oh. that kind of tells. May, uh, maybe they open up to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like they Sorry. don't. They don't trust <laughs> me kidding. and shit like that. <laughs> so I, I guess I do have some fault in that too. No, yeah, I was saying. Well, kind of off of that, how like the energy matters a lot, or like the yeah. actual chemistry that you have with your interviewee, like matters. Because yeah, like yeah. in past uh, interviews, whether it be artist, idol, whatever, I try to bring an energy first, and if they don't give it back, I know this interview or collab is gonna be oh yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, like yeah. if i go up if i go under <laughs> like yo and they go like yo i'm like all right we're gonna we're gonna be good but if they come in be like good. hey i'm like ah, all right <laughs> it's gonna go. be a tough one right uh, here <laughs> <laughs> when when is this gonna end <laughs> it's like i still try to be bring that energy but it doesn't give it back to me i'm like uh, all right okay. um, yeah well, well, i tried my very first interview was like that and i was mm. so intimidated <laughs> oh, Can I mean, you name it, drop which one <laughs> They're disbanded now. They were very big oh. group once, but their company fucked them over. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> a difficult K-pop story. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Should you read every comment? Let's say it's out for an hour. Do you go through all the comments? I do. I I I read like the first maybe uh, three or four hours worth of comments. Yeah. I try my best to um, comment back as soon as the video is uploaded um, when I have time to and um, I try to do that for like a good like 30 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. trying to respond back um, if I can Mm -hmm. and then um, if it's like a question and it happens to come out like you know a couple hours after I'll try to maybe go back into it and answer Mm -hmm. if it is a question that they want to know but yeah I think I for the most part I think I read most of the comments wow it, okay, so let's say for a, well, I guess you get notifications if you get a new comment, even if it's mm-hmm. on like a video from, like, over a year ago. Correct. Turn mine's off, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would imagine because he gets a lot, right. right? I still answer. Yeah. Videos from five you years answer. ago. Wow. Yeah, sometimes. Really? From five years Damn, ago. Damn man. Wow. wow. Okay, I'm gonna go to yeah. a video from five years ago yeah. and drop down a comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you try to respond to. The first 30 minutes you said and yeah danny you said first three to four hours no i just uh give or take just like, respond with hearts and maybe okay. a few comments here and there to give the illusion of <laughs> interaction <laughs> of course being honest i give give the illusion of interaction but uh 
uh, I, I think um, so. I'm here's dead. the thing: as somebody who's uh, had his uh, fair yeah. worth of uh, shit thrown at him, um, of course. I, I think um, the the thing with YouTube comments is the first hour or two, you don't really know how good this video is because mm. the uh. people that watch your videos in the first hour or two, they're your subscribers, they're your fans, mm. so they're gonna like whatever uh, you put out. They're very loyal, so. I try to look at those comments because I want to, you know, continue our relationship as fans and YouTuber. So I try to uh, respond to a lot of those comments. And then like the hour three or four uh, commenters, they're the real people. Oh. <laughs> they're, the, they're the real uh, general public. Okay. So by that time, you'll know if this video is good or not. And Interesting. Yeah. Mm. And then I uh, check maybe like you know a day or two later but but the thing is like we upload so many videos that it's it's not very easy to keep up with all these comments yeah mm -hmm. makes sense yeah. do you respond to hate comments i used to a lot i actually used to only respond to hate comments <laughs> yeah, it makes your subscribers i used like, to pin them i used to pin them you so that our, i can't I, so that our fans wow, would attack oh, who <laughs> wow <laughs> <Like> crucifixion <laughs> <laughs> wow i used to be into that shit but then i realized like yeah uh like 99 percent of people like me so uh yeah they can go uh do whatever i don't care how about you christine have you had to I deal don't with respond that? to um hate comments at all i don't want to even give them that energy or give them the time mm. to even think that i was concerned so i don't but in the back of my head i'm like Oh no, why did they write that? And then I would get like super sad about it. But, mm. you know, um, not to them. I don't respond to hate comments. Hmm. Uh, does I assume interacting with the comments as many as you can helps with the algorithm or it's like you, no one knows? I don't I don't really think it's has much effect. OK, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not I haven't have really felt anything. Yeah. Hmm. OK, yeah. Uh, what I would do, though, is like I would I, I used to do we don't do this that much but okay. one tactic is post a very controversial comment not necessarily a hate comment but like a Why? very controversial opinion go ahead and, and like not not me not me like pin uh -huh. pin pin not post oh, pin. okay that's what i was like, thinking came out wrong <laughs> that came out wrong i was like pin, why pin a very controversial opinion and ah. um mm -hmm. and then people will start interacting like they'll start debating and fighting each other hmm. and that drives <laughs> up the uh the uh it does yeah I know what interaction you mean. uh what do you call that what what rate engagement rate engagement mm. yeah, yeah a lot a lot so we we used to do that now i just ask do you agree with this so i i, I kind of instigate the debate but it's it's like less controversial opinions more like you know do you which side are you on and then okay. they'll debate and that drives up the engagement rate i don't know if that actually has an effect on the algorithm though hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah. uh do you guys find any korean like in hangul like comments in your videos ever or, or on your oh, videos yeah, yeah, ever? Yeah. yeah i i have like we have like a five percent korean audience okay nice wow i have like literally like three or four comments max um, oh. Korean comments. Uh, usually yeah. the Korean comments are the hate comments. Oh. <laughs> They're like, you're not Korean. You don't speak Korean. Wow. <laughs> like, bitch, I speak perfect Korean. <laughs> 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 
when you guys are, you know, I guess marketing yourself, you know, you market yourself on your Instagram, Twitter, you know, TikTok, like all that good stuff. Um, you know, the traditional social media way of marketing yourself. But would you say that networking with other people is a form of marketing yourself as well? Yes. This is considered networking in a way. Yeah. Is it effective? Uh, I don't know. I mean, mm. in my experience, I feel like it's effective. Mm. Really? Yeah. But like, it's usually been... talking to, like, sponsors or even at going to right. KCON, just talk to everybody. Uh. Or, mm. or, or in terms of collaborations, I think um, collaborations are only effective when you already share a, a, a good amount of each other's audiences. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think that's the only cases where okay. it's actually effective. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because otherwise, if you're if I'm like collaborating with some cooking YouTuber, like mm. yeah, we don't make, have a shared yeah. audience, it would and make no they're sense. not gonna care after that video. It's so. like me with like <clears throat> collabing with a K beauty YouTuber, cause right? My audience yeah. would probably be well, interested. Haven't you collabed? Oh yeah, yeah, you have. I have okay. like two times, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's been worked well, but like if mm. I did something with some like a cooking one, I, that would make no sense for me too. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Ah, so mm. like going on to like let's say like a uh, a YouTuber that has like ten million subscribers, like does that help your channel? Even though they're like, let's say they do sports, oh. like does that help your channel? Oh, if, if it's they have ten million, I'm gonna yeah, like, if it's ten down. million, yeah, it could be like two titans on YouTube that have uh, nothing to do with each other, but they're a big name on a, on the YouTube platform. Of course, it's gonna work. Okay, <laughs> got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So for so for people who are starting out YouTube now, like let's say they might have ten to fifty thousand subscribers, is it more worth their time to create like a lot of content and just keep churning it out, or is it more worth their time to, you know, reach out to different other YouTubers to collaborate, um, to network, you know, that kind of thing? I I think you should focus more on your own content. Uh, if you do have like a good library and you know mm. a good idea of what well, you have a good identity on your channel i think that's when you know like you're ready for collaborations to be mm -hmm. effective uh, because if you don't know what you're doing on your channel and you're collaborating with some other person like that's not really going to help you because once people go over to your channel and you have like all sorts of shit like it's it's people aren't going to be interested so mm -hmm. be okay. ready mm -hmm. like when 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 you grab a chance to collaborate is, is my tip um i feel like for people starting off youtube like um danny said definitely have your own identity and i feel like you want people subscribing to you for you not the people who are gonna be you know either collabing with you or on mm. your channel because i feel like those are it's only temporary so for me too when i first started off youtube although i knew people and that might have could have helped me you know and they would have been willing I wanted to kind of build up it build it up on my own because for I sure. felt like I wanted people subscribing for me not for the people yeah. and I feel like in the beginning it could definitely you know help you grow a following but mm. I think that in the long run that's not going to be good for your channel mm. okay true I mean there's been yeah. people that done the opposite way too where they're all their friends oh are yeah, famous definitely like oh. and then they I guess <laughs> David Dobrik's crew, you could say, this is a good right. example. I, lo I love David Dobrik. <laughs> um, Christine, I have a random question. In terms of like content creation with idols and labels and things like that, what's the best way to, you know, get past that like 
wall of like I love my fans you know I do this for my fans like the very um answers that you hear all the time you know questions mm-hmm. like what's the best way to do like to get somebody to cry or to like you know that would be approved by you know management if you it's the hard uh, part yeah that is the hard part i think i try to answer the questions in a different way or i open up first so for example, like if it's about a certain question, I'll kind of be a little bit more bold about how I would answer the question. And I'd be like, yo, you never had that type of experience. And then, you know, they would kind of open up more where they could be a little hopefully. bit more free about it. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I usually tend to um, kind of be very open about it and then they open up more or I would just I already know the stories, you know, that could be kind of like exposing a controversial so i'd be like come on like tell us that story mm. remember the one that you told me mm-hmm. and um wow. kind of just kind of like pull it out of them mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh Bold. yeah i think what i do okay but if they're uncomfortable i definitely like you know will not put that up but uh-huh. i do think that i try to make them um just like tell it in a certain like fine line mm-hmm. where they could kind of be open about it yeah okay what do labels prefer when collaborating Shoot. If you, yeah. Ultimate control. <laughs> Ultimate control. Yo, nah, but when I worked with Entity for SM, they gave me full control, which was weird <laughs> for me. SM out <laughs> of all cool. companies. And then they're probably not going to work with me ever again. But anyway. <laughs> 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 Why do you say that? I think it's a once a li- one one deal done. I think, think they just so? gave it to me for the yeah, entirety so. of SM or just NCT. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't look forward to these things. It just That's happens. Right. It comes to me. I put put it out oh. there. Yeah, yeah. No, big serious. I put it out there and it happens for yeah. some reason. You did. You did say it in one video. It was like, um, I sent it to you. It was like you were reacting to something. You were like, I would love to work with them one day. I'm just putting it out there. And it was like two years. Yeah, well, I do that all the time. It was when they debuted. Yeah. Because I know they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> so go. I'm like, hey, <laughs> they are. It'd be dope yeah. to collab, and then, <laughs> and then just continue on. Wow, <laughs> maybe we should do that too, bro. I've you should have been doing that. So what yeah. do you both have coming up, like in the next few months, that people can look forward to with your channels? <laughs> For a while, I haven't had a lot of my friends be on my um, channel, mm. and I prob I'm planning to kind of have them on my channel a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think that for a while I kind of was venturing off to doing things my own and answering um, by myself, but I kind of want to have more people on my channel, like Danny said. Um, a little bit more diversity on the channel would be more ideal and more fun in a way, so hopefully more people to um, have on the channel. Uh, we're going on vacation, uh, two weeks. Oh, nice. Oh, same, me too. Oh, nice. Uh, we're, pay- we're giving our editor a paid vacation. Plus wow. a nice bonus, such a nice boss, right? right. Wow. Vacation money. Wow. Uh, so we, I think I, I can't stress this enough, but um, people like once they get in the YouTube grind, it's very difficult to walk away. Oh, for know? sure. Um, I've been there. So yeah. I would highly advise people to take breaks. But it's hard sometimes. It's, but mentally, it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To take breaks. Yeah, it's uh, so we're taking a two-week break. Nice. Uh, from everything. Oh wow! 
Do you guys so. have everything already like backed up? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we see, have to see that's so it's like <laughs> so the content's coming. We're yeah, just taking a break. The content's coming. You guys are just taking oh, a break. Oh damn, we can't take a break. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have no. I that's, just, that's that's what uh, I wanted to ask because I right. knew I was like, there's no way he's not gonna be putting out the content. Mm. Also, also we're expanding, so I guess that's the thing. That's dope. We're we're hiring new people. Mm. Uh, Good for you. That's yeah. nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, actually, I have a random question. And this is for all of you guys. I should have thought of this earlier. But it, when uploading your videos and tagging and things like that, do you do you guys still you know tag like every oh, single yeah. thing you possibly I can? actually uh, copy Dre's <laughs> tags. What? <laughs> and huh? also uh, Briss and uh, Formal Therapies. How do you copy the t- people's tags? The tags. There's a, there's an extension. Google Chrome. Mm. You didn't know about this trip? You don't what, know me? about you don't know about I had no yet? idea. Oh he don't he don't he don't need to copy people's Well you're Dre. You're the standard. You're the industry standard. So. What? Mm. Wait, yeah. how do you figure out the tags? There's a Chrome extension. It's very easy. Uh oh. just go Google uh vid IQ. Um But the thing is like tags don't really do shit mm, exactly I, so that's I, why i didn't like, answer <laughs> oh. right right yeah. right <laughs> they don't do shit because like bris bris he he's like he gets a lot of views he doesn't yeah. put any freaking tags he puts like five tags huh <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about we, we used to put like you know 50 tags Jesus. they don't do shit mm. i've oh. never put yeah. tags to be honest <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So they don't, they don't really do much. I, I, I think. But I um, see why like, people would think it would do a lot. I was like, oh, tag yeah, this, tag that. I'm yeah. like, I feel like that tags yeah. are more better for like Twitter or Instagram, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube yeah, maybe tags like don't do much. Yeah. Or TikTok. So I just copy Dre's and also Briss's. And then what about like <laughs> upload times? What, what like are there specific? Oh, I also oh. copy Dre's. <laughs> Bro, I don't care when my upload time. So I don't know why you got me. <laughs> like, yo, Dre uploads at four a.m. Okay, I'm 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 uploading at four a.m. now. <laughs> but uh, nowadays we have our own rhythm yeah. uh, and schedule. So we Sometimes. know we know our audience. So I just try in the beginning. I just tried out different times and um, hmm. asked my viewers what times were a little bit better because I know that they're scattered everywhere. So just kind of come to just like a good time where everyone can kind of watch the video mm. is just my take on it i don't really have like a set you know mm. well usually i i do now but i kind of messed mm. around with the times and then kind yeah. of just settled on the time well thank you guys for thank this you. interview this little pod thank course you. that we had um can you just in case people don't know where to find you can you tell people where to find you on youtube and twitter and instagram and that kind of thing and tiktok for all of my social, it is S-O-O-B-E-A-N-I-E underscore Sabini underscore. And yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on um, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. They're all the same. So yeah. I'm DKDKTV on YouTube. And you can find other social media links there. Wow. Subscribe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is the only concentration. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Welcome back to Creating K-Pop slash Making K-Pop presented by In My Fields. And today we are spotlighting Korean YouTubers or aka 
Grace of Grace, what's popping? <laughs> Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're really excited to have you. Um, I like this vibe that you have going on with the purple choker. Is that a choker? Yeah, it's a butterfly choker, a translucent oh. butterfly choker and earrings and a swimsuit. <laughs> oh, it's a swimsuit. How cute. Summer vibes. Exactly. I was, uh, we were talking about this before you hopped on, Dre, but I was like, when did you guys first mm. meet? And, and um, Grace said that you, she had reached out to you through DMs on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook nah, or Instagram? I, what? Nah, I, what? <laughs> <Did> you- <laughs> Remember, I asked I you for a um, reaction video. That was the first time I ever, well, yeah. talked to him. I know I didn't meet him yeah. then in person. Oh, right. Sorry. Communicated, I should say. And you guys met at KCON? Yes, through okay. a mutual friend, basically. Uh-huh. I just remember getting that email. I was in New York, and I was like, "All right, why not?" <laughs> then I just did it either way. Nice. I was I was on my grind that time. Now you know, I'm doing other things nowadays. But <laughs> yeah, that's how we first e- electronically met, and then yeah, KCon we met like officially, officially. Going off on the questions that we didn't have, you said on your grind, Dre. Did Grace? Do you feel like you are still on a grind that? W- maybe differs from what you were doing you know when you you know had debuted and all that stuff like do you feel like the grind is still just as hard or different now that you're doing youtube as well um, i think really social media and this whole internet thing really changed how people can honestly do music or whatever they want i think i started out you know just doing the really traditional training with the girl group and then I did the solo and I was in the company listening to whatever they wanted me to do and then I got into like this whole life drama I'll say like lawsuits and things like that and that really disabled me for a long time and I really needed to find a new way to like make a living for myself so I really you know went through the social media YouTube route and that's where I am today and I think it's so much better for someone like me I don't know about other people, but someone like me, I think it really benefits. And I just want to live life the way I want to and make my own money and be happy instead of just being the unhappy person I was in the, in the past. Mm. And when you said someone like you, what do you mean by that? Um, probably someone who's okay with um, trying to hustle their own independentness and not having like this huge mm-hmm. company, you know, deciding what they want, which is not always bad. Yeah. But for me personally, my personality and what I wanted in my life, it's, it doesn't fit me anymore. Also, my age, I'm not like a 19-year-old yeah, anymore. Yeah. See, interesting. Make your own decisions, basically. Right, right. Um, thinking, I guess, kind of going off of that, um, looking at your two YouTube channels, um, and this is how we've kind of started the other well, interviews as two? well. Yeah. There's <laughs> Grazy Grace and then there's Grazy TV, right? Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Well, my main channel is like entertainment, music, just, you yeah. know, and then the second one is just totally different. It's like mysteries, unsolved crime. Oh, I do follow both of them. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so interesting how you how you have two. And uh, when I was looking, researching the crazy TV, I was like, whoa, like this is, I was not expecting this sort of thought. Like you, you go into like theories, like investigative things, like very like informative things. Yeah, it's like way i didn't expect that so was that your idea when you first started out youtube like you were like i'm gonna have two different channels and uh they cut like they're still you but they are definitely have two different vibes so like were Mm. you thinking when you started off like this is what i want or was it kind of like trial and error as you went 
Yeah, I mean, I started my main channel, and then all of a sudden, I just wanted to do something other than music and entertainment. And I thought I love mysteries, paranormal, ghosts, aliens. So why not talk about it with no pressure? And、um, I just did, and then it ended up doing well. So I'm able to continue doing it. Wow, bro, we need to bring you back because I'm into that shit too. <laughs> you are? Yeah, I've been playing like scary games, and well, that's what I do. I play scary games and like. Watch horror films like on Twitch or whatever. So I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah, People don't know、nice. about that really. I guess now you know. Do you plan? How do you plan out the content between the two channels? I love to talk about whatever crime stories. If there's you know like a viral news on the internet, that's you know like the nth room. I've covered it. That's interesting. Anything mysterious?、Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like millions of topics to do with that channel, so that's good. I honestly think it's harder for my main channel with music because there's so much that you could talk about when it comes to K-pop and behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe there's a collab somewhere in the future between y'all two for like scary. Oh shit! I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be waiting for something to happen to him so we could talk about it. <laughs> nah, fuck. Well, listen, I'm I'm curious, but I don't want anything happening to me. <laughs> but but I feel like if something were to happen to me, I'd be like, okay, that, that's that happened, <laughs> whatever. Can you give us your like scariest paranormal experience you've had? Sheesh. I personally don't have like negative scary energies around me or ever happened, but、um, the the really. Big thing that happened was especially when I was younger. I would have sleep paralysis almost every day,、mm. and I never knew why. And then, yeah, sleep paralysis every day that it got me so scared to sleep at night. But anyway, there was this one time when I was like six years old. I saw, I woke up in the middle of the night to go sleep with my dad because it was so hot in my room. And I peeked out, and there was a lady sitting down, and it wasn't my mom, obviously. <laughs> But then I think looking back now, she just had a very Positive, beautiful energy. Who knows? Maybe that was me from the future coming to see me. I don't know.、Ooh. And then <laughs> I would always hear voices until middle school. That weird kid in high school or middle school. <laughs> 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 nice. Oh, that's great. She hears voices. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. It stops when you're like, you know, the teenage age. Yeah, yeah,、mm. for sure. Wait, that's so interesting. You said like positive energies. I'm like. Positive energy, like I always just think there, of like ghosts as negative things. It could be positive, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. If, if there's a devil, there's an angel. So like, there's obviously、right. positivity. I don't know. I always say this: everybody that brings up sleep paralysis, and hopefully this doesn't jinx me, or I went through. I don't know. I've never been through sleep paralysis. Really? I feel like maybe I have, maybe when I was sick, but I just didn't. I just accepted it. <laughs> like,、oh. if there's like, if there's something happening, I'm like. All right, I'm gonna go back to sleep like that kind of <laughs> like I don't know if I'm just accepting. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> Let me just go.、Right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have never experienced it. Everybody around me has experienced it. My family. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm not wishing it for it to happen, but、no. if it, I just don't remember remember it. I'm like, all right. I don't want it to happen either. <laughs> Obviously, what is the best way to venture into new territories that are not your usual voice or brand? Kind of like how you did it with your second channel, I think.、Mm-hmm. Like, what is your best tips? Ooh, I think just I mean like for the second channel with the crime, it's something I was generally interested in, so、mm-hmm. that's just how I branched out. If I'm generally interested in beauty, whatever, you, I think just doing something that's you is the best. No, that's true. Do you market yourself differently for that channel, and how would how did you market your you, that channel aside from your the one that you had originally? I don't really market it. I just let it happen. 
But one day, if like I would love to be like the voice actor or like the host of like a scary Netflix documentary, like I would totally be down、mm. for that. I'm not like you know like wanting that to grow so fast, so bad. It's, it's if it happens, great. Aside from that channel, on your Grazy Grace channel, you like you said, you talk a lot about music. You talk about a lot about your past, and you'll have, you know, your friends who were idols or are still idols come on and be guests. And you also sometimes will expose what you know happens behind the scenes that fans wouldn't know otherwise. Have you felt like being? I don't know if you would call it controversial or not, but just exposing things that's you know. People wouldn't normally know that might be bad about the K-pop industry or music industry in general. Do you feel like that plays better to your, the success of your channel? And also, do you think that your peers have been appreciative of you putting that out there? Uh, yeah, I definitely think it helps. I don't think I ex- expose like the really, really dark stuff that you know. You know, it's more like the surface stuff that everybody knows about, just not everybody talked about, I guess. And soon after that video, just coincidentally, I guess you know you have that whole burning sun stuff. So everybody knows now, and I think it's okay for people to know. And disclosure、mm-hmm. is the way for us to be aware. So I think it's okay. Yeah, that's true. Have your peers been supportive of it? Yeah, everybody's supported、mm-hmm. of it.、Um, there's some like comments, you know, but I really don't, don't care. care about、nice. that. <laughs> Do you read all of your comments? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I do. I try.、Mm-hmm. I read everything. Okay. Oh, word. Everything. Don't we all read our comments, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> we had a topic on this.、Um, like in the first three to four hours, I started、mm-hmm. replying to a lot of people, but then after that, I kind of stepped back. But yeah, I guess I go through all the comments here and there. So basically, what I want to know: vlogging versus sitting down. So basically, whether you enjoy vlogging, like, because some of your videos are sort of like vlogs, and then some of them are like sitting down, like interviews, or like you're talking to the camera. With the vlogs, I'm not really like a vlogger, vlogger of my life. I like to vlog, you know, interesting things if I go on shows and things like that. But I mostly like to sit down and talk, I guess. Okay. So you're more of a sit down talk, and yeah, same with me.、Mm. I don't really vlog. <laughs> I have like、mm. a private life, you know what I'm saying? If I'm like out, like let's say KCon, of course I vlog. It's an event. I'm here with friends. I'm here to meet new people. Why not? Even then, I feel like sometimes I rather. Remember the memory instead of whip out a camera. Hey guys, <laughs> like、mm. that's how I feel. That's true. I don't want to like. Ha- it's annoying to like film every day of your life. I I don't know how people. I do I、that. respect the people that do that. I'm like, hey, every day upload a video.、Mm. Okay, so everything basically because it seems like you've done everything blogging wise or sit down talks, kind of like with your conspiracy theories. And、uh, how far in advance are you planning like with your YouTube channel, or do you just go by? Ear or what your interests are? Uh, you know, I think that's the thing about YouTube and a lot of careers in life. It's never really set. It's always up and down. So you always have to be prepared for other things. But I mean, not not to say I am proud of myself, but I kind of am. I just love everything.、It、doesn't have to be entertainment. I might do you know other businesses, whether that's selling、yeah. things, you know. So I'm interested in just living life. I find that、Makes、like、sense. like I'm the I'm the type of person that like oh this sounds good for the week and then like it doesn't happen and then oh、Don't、this sounds、it. good for the week and it doesn't happen yeah it's kind of bad I I would imagine like at least for me like that mindset that I have I'm like oh like this is not productive at all but like the fact that you're able to like you execute it you know as well that's a really good thing、um, even if it might be like you know as you're learning and loving new things in life 
I was curious with your interviews that you do, and sometimes they're more like conversations, but some of them are sort of set mm. up like interview conversations, like the things inside the restaurants, you know, you did with uh, one of the members from Brown Eyed Girls, and then um, oh, you know, yeah. with Subini, yeah. like, was that just based on like, you know, you might've received a sponsorship from that restaurant that you were at, or was it like, you know, do you prefer that formal sit down sort of thing rather than like, you know, where you were with Alexa and you, and, or Alex Reed, and you guys were just kind of chilling and talking? Um, I, I didn't really plan it. It was more like opportunity with the Alexa. We did have a place we sat down, but then like our camera, the mic didn't really work well. So I had to redo it. And I thought, let's just do it casual. So that worked. Uh, if there was an opportunity with restaurants, we could sit down and film. That also helps too. But I think it's do good doing both, not always formal and not always too vloggy. Right. In terms of like new content creation, do you have anything planned for the future that we haven't seen on your channels before? Well, I do have my music coming up this Sunday, but other than that, I I think it honestly goes by how it goes by the month. I had a lot planned, especially going to Korea, but coronavirus really kind of, oh, hell yeah. yeah, I can't really go anywhere other than America, so... Right, Same. except, yeah, if you want to quarantine for two weeks. So this this upcoming um, release that you have on Sunday, how do you plan on promoting that? Because I wonder, there are a lot of people that have YouTube channels and then also release music on their YouTube channels as well. Like, how do you plan on promoting that? Or what's a good tip that you would say to someone who kind of has both going on? Um, well, to be honest, this wasn't really supposed to be like, a, I, I honestly wasn't even thinking of pushing it. It was more mm. like, mm. I actually have a big US debut that I really want to do in the future in a couple months. So that was what I was preparing for. But then I realized that my producer friend has passed away who made this music. So I thought in order to, I don't know, just like clicked and I was like, I want to contact him. Let's release it. And then I heard he passed away. So I just filmed oh the music gosh. video. And I thought the song is good, I like it, so let's just release it online. So honestly, I'm not really prepared to have a big, you know, release or anything like that. Yeah. It's just what I love to do. Wow, that's, oof, okay, I'm sorry about that. I'm really sorry to hear about your friend. Um, but that's awesome that you're able to, you know, release the music that you guys helped or made together um, this Sunday. Okay, so this will be coming out after your release, so you guys should go listen to it. The song is called Planet, and I love fantasy and fairies, so it's really um, inspired by that kind of fantasy world. Mm. Oh, shit. It mm. all makes sense now. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> there was one video where you were like, I am not a human, and you were dressed up. You were uh, an elf and a fairy, so you called it, what? It Elvie, yeah, yeah. So it was like LV, a was, makeup yeah. transformation. Yeah. Speaking of makeup, like in beauty, what are your thoughts on like, you know, the, you know, the get ready with me's that you do or like the hauls that you sometimes do? Like, what do you feel about, you know, would you call yourself a sometimes beauty YouTuber as well? Could you go into that field? I mean, I love beauty. I love beauty mm. products too. I don't think I'm a sole beauty person. I, I just mm. like doing it and I hope people can get inspired by it and feel just confident like I do when I have good beauty products and do transformations and things like that. It makes me feel confident, so I want them to feel confident too. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Mm -hmm. Should you even start a YouTube nowadays? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the reality of it. What would, you, what would be your answer for that? I would say if you have something special to give to the world, or rather that's a talent, you have something cool to say, I think you should. It doesn't hurt. You don't make money right away anyway, so why not? Are there any other platforms that you would like to try 
to go on to, whether it's Twitch. You know, I know you have a TikTok as well, um, but any other platforms? I tried doing Twitch. Well, I never like live stream, but I don't think it's really me. Twitch okay. is too hard for me. It's hard to set up. I'll give you that. Oh, with the equipment and stuff? To just get your, everything right. And then uh, after that's easy, but because I've been doing Twitch like hardcore, I'm kind of moving on to Twitch, but I feel like you would have killed it, but it depends because there's a lot of my friends that's like, I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Mm, depends. You could like tell like your stories. It's there's no, it's not just gaming. It's like I IRL. Right. So basically it's like vlogging, talking to everybody, interacting with people. Mm. It depends, depends if you want to start YouTube, Twitch. Instagram, I guess, is a way. There's TikTok. I mean, right. people are blowing up on TikTok like crazy. They, I mean, you're playing like your scary games and stuff like that on Twitch. Maybe you could play a horror They'd love game. It. Or yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe you could like voice a game one day too, like or you know, write for a game. That I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Grace could yeah. do that too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I would love that. I would love to voice like fantasy games and stuff. Fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. What's your what, favorite fantasy what's game? Your favorite? Uh, I don't yeah. play must I mean a lot now, but I used to love Final Fantasy, oh, Sims. I, I still oh. play Sims. Um, Age, do you know Age of Empires? RuneScape. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know. And it's that's good to see like you express yourself uh uh in your way basically. I was gonna say a weird way, but no, your way because everybody's weird to me. I think mm. I'm freaking weird. So it's respect. I like to see people that do their own thing. For people who do plan on starting YouTube, how would you recommend? you know uh titling your videos that if mm. let's say they're not reactions they are you know the types of videos that you're making grace how would you recommend going through that process of making sure that it's not too clickbaity but it's like it people like will see it yeah. and grab at it oh yeah that's a struggle for everyone honestly because like if it's not clickbaity no one likes mm. to click on it um i think it's just using main keywords is what I do. Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's not. Honestly, there's no right or wrong answer, I think. I even struggle with it. Yeah, mm. I think anybody does, unless you like have 20 million subscribers <laughs> and then you'll be mm. good forever. Dre, what do you do for figuring out ti uh, video titles? Well, it depends on the video. If it's a reaction, it, it's, right. pretty, it's pretty simple. But right. even like videos that I have coming up that actually takes time to edit, no disrespect, mm. but <laughs> to, to reactors, mm. <laughs> um, I'm just throwing shade, but uh, yeah, it de depends on the click, a click, yeah, clickbait video, like kind of title. Especially if I have something to come off my chest, like I have to say something. I was like, oh, this might be my last mm. time on YouTube. Obviously, <laughs> people are gonna be <laughs> clicking on it. I don't really have a format. Like literally, I started this thing random. Mm -hmm. That's what JRE sounds like. Just random every day. I don't. I plan not to have a schedule. Mm -hmm. Still don't. And uh, it's worked for me since, I guess. I mean, mm. I've been doing this for a while, too, so I'm trying to move on to other things. I was wondering, how long does it take for you guys to create the thumbnails that you do? Like, do you have a template of, like, what you want with it? Obviously, you find your face that you think, you know. What about you, Grace? I don't. <laughs> thumbnails? Um, yeah, I just grab whatever pick. I mean, it, I think the most important is having a, the right app. If you, so I have an app that I pay for. It's really good for creating professional thumbnails. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is this app? <laughs> I, I have to make it, but there's like really good fonts. Oh, snap. I need this. It's called Pix, Pixart. Pixart. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, All right. Okay. I do know of that. Um, I think I asked, I asked this the last interview, and I want to know what you think, um, Grace. But do you ever go back 
to your YouTube like library, let's say, and look at videos from like let's say a year ago and be like mm, i don't really like that this is still up not that like the content's mm. bad but it's more of like this doesn't fit the aesthetic that i want to like have on you know my yeah. youtube or like like you would on instagram almost do you ever look, think about your youtube in that way or is it more of like let me ke just keep the content up there if it's obviously if it's good it's good uh no i never took anything down except one video when i first started so uh, yeah I, I don't really look at the aesthetics of the whole channel it's mm. just mm -hmm. how it goes okay and this is for same thing for both both channels yeah okay for both okay. one question before everybody goes mm -hmm. um what is your ultimate goal in life oh um my goals always seems to change, but I think the main mm -hmm. thing, like a real main thing, is I want to leave like a piece of creative art, whether that's music, a product, whatever it yeah. might be, art, and I want a lot of people to be inspired by it and know that I at least left a footprint on this earth. Is my goal. Exactly what I say. For me, as like as long I don't know what I'm gonna do later on, but as long as I I say fingerprint, <laughs> but instead of footprint, mm -hmm. I was like as long as I left a fingerprint before I die, like at least affect this earth somehow. Nice. I feel you guys have both done that in a way, but you have more to come for sure. All right. Well, thank okay, you, Grace. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yes. For my music and things like that, my main channel, Gracie Grace, or on Spotify. So, or my Instagram, G E B A B Y K. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to In My Feels. I'm Emily. I'm J R E. I'm Gracie. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys later. Adios. Oh, 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 oh,